situation on Cerule has become most dire. Our luminaries find themselves in grave danger, and yet, here they stand at the cusp of freedom. The storm, one might say, is nearly past, but, well, who will survive is yet to be seen. Zebulon has cleared the way to the entrance to the Sapphire Conquer Jewel, but as he does so, he walks out yonder and sees a legendary figure, a man, a samurai known as Ozen Yoshikatsu, the Storm Eye, appearing in a bolt of lightning and immediately cutting down his fellow luminaries. Meanwhile, Jules Roach is so close to safety, but mistakes were made. And after nearly getting trampled, his face was revealed. An old enemy returns. And one of the Cherry Delight's lives rests on the line. What will our luminaries do now as the dangers close in? All right. Oh, <laughs> welcome back to Fancy Pants. And, uh, wait, hang on. Holy shit! Holy... Hey! Guys! Steven! Jeremy! They're back! The viewer's back! The viewer... The viewer's back! Look! Look! What are you doing? What are you doing back here, man? Oh, man, what a crazy fella. Come back to see us again. I didn't think, you know... Welcome back, listener. Very exciting. It's very exciting. This is not exciting. Thank you, everyone who is listening for joining. <laughs> you guys kick ass. They... They stopped uh, after that opener. But... <laughs> We're alone again. Uh, but if listeners are still there, and I like to believe in my heart that they are, they should know something. Shouldn't they? Right? Am I right? Because these guys don't know what we look like. Right? Yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah. So I have prepared some descriptions for our listener so they can feel like they're part of it. Um, <laughs> okay, right? Okay, great. <laughs> this is going to be right interesting. So I'm, I am David Monroe, as you know. Uh... And I just came from work at a restaurant, so basically, I look like a greasy beard and an even greasier baseball cap. Um, <laughs> I see where this is going. I have nice eyes, though. So uh, This fellow right next to me is Steven Rodriguez. This uh, big pair of thighs connected to a big pair of shoulders connected to a very, very unfortunate ponytail. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, I can't like, describe to you what Jeremy Wolf looks like because I've never seen his face. It's always obscured by the clouds. <laughs> Jeremy's like uh, too fucking tall. <laughs> Jeremy's like the uh, the adults on those uh, those kids shows, like in uh, Charlie Brown. You never see his face in screen. Every time he talks, we have to use these 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 headsets to speak with him because whenever he talks without them, all you hear is womp, 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 womp. doesn't travel. Just doesn't travel that far. Love you too, David. I feel like I got off easy. I didn't even mention my schnoz. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I missed in these descriptions? Anything I uh, I failed to? Uh... Pretty on point. Did I mention my eyes? Yeah, just a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, Steven. The listeners would be surprised to know how much you talk about your eyes in regular everyday conversation. I mean, I deserve it. They're pretty good eyes. <laughs> Jeremy, look at these eyes. You can't. You're too high up. Come down here. Kneel no. way far down. No. There we are. No. <laughs> Jeremy, how tall are you? Uh, last time I checked, 6'4", I think. Yeah, that tracks. That I tracks. don't believe it. You are at least 7'5". He's like always stooping. He doesn't even realize anymore because he's been stooping for <laughs> 20 years. 
just so he could fit in with us mortals. So we released, or at least we recorded, episodes one and two last week. How have you guys been feeling? How's your week been? Um, I've, I've been feeling cool. I'm, I'm ready to, to get this thing rolling, start to show people what we do on weekday nights. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, I hate you. I yeah. hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I know. I've heard. I think it was Friday afternoon and I, I pulled in my driveway after work. We recorded on Thursday. I got out of my car. I, I walked into my yard and just, just, just stress vomited right into the grass, stared into the blue sky for like 20 minutes. You got down on the ground? That was my, that was my week. It's a good week. Jeremy, how was your week? It was good. I've been really concerned about my cherry delights. That's all I've been thinking about. They are. Uh, I told fair. you. I told you from the start. They are off limits. <laughs> Not you, with this guy. You. You betrayed me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is I, I feel like I didn't get something clear last session. Uh, I mean, I didn't get many things clear last session, but there's one thing I really, really didn't get clear that I need people to understand. And you guys who have been in a few of my campaigns before, you know this. You know this well. I'm an asshole, and I have not been enough of an asshole in this campaign, at least not until the end of episode two. Then I think I cranked it up just, I mean, just I mean, the right amount. We're, we're three episodes in, and we're both just about dead. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you're still alive. Clearly, I have been holding back. Steven, have you been holding back? David walks the line between DM and ag- antagonist. <laughs> Every DM walks the line between DM and antagonist. I just got to play both parts. You got to play both parts. You just play the antagonist really, really well. Oh. So, man, what do you think? Should we uh, fire up all episode three? I'm ready to play. Let's rock and roll. Okay. 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 Um, so, I think we're going to start this session off in a, in a bit of a weird way. I want to start us off not on Cerul, not on the day of this, this mighty storm that's tearing the city apart. I want to rewind the clock a little. Maybe 10 years? Zebulon, how old are you right now? Modern time. Um, modern time, Zebulon is... A young man of 19 years. 19, okay. So we're going to whoop back time to a young Zebulon standing on, the, on the, just behind this this massive sort of crowd. Uh, we're on the Radiant Citadel. We're in the middle of this this sprawling town or the cityscape uh, made up on this, on this great stone fossil. And right now, we are lingering just in front of a, a great massive sort of iron door that is up right against the diamond itself. Um, just beyond this door, you know, is the preserve of the ancestors, where the incarnates reside and where the governance of the Citadel is done in secret. Where your grandmother, as you call her, uh, often resides. But you can't really make that out right now because you are staring up at about a hundred butts uh, you're too small to get up there, and you're probably jumping, <laughs> trying to trying to get a good view of what's coming up because you know that what's what's about to happen in front of this crowd is it's very exciting. Um, and as you're kind of trying to figure this out, you hear a voice, <sighs> "Oh, Zeb, you're, you're too fast for me. <laughs> you gotta let me catch up." 
Uh, your big brother, 19 years old currently, uh, comes comes walking up behind you. All right, let me see. Probably gonna have to cut this, but um, you probably. Hi, I'm nine year old Zebulon. I love it. I'm nine year old Zebulon. We're not cutting that. That's great. Um, is, this, is this what nine year old Zebulon sounds like? That is absolutely staying in. <laughs> <sighs> hey, watch out! I can't see anything. Hey, watch out! <laughs> Arhalan, lift me up, Arhalan. <laughs> of course. Ah, uh, so wholesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you see, this crowd is kind of all surrounding a, a this road that leads out from this this, this iron gate. Um, Arhalan comes up behind you, and you, you say that he just, without even a word, I think, just picks you up with one arm, and he's he's nineteen, but he looks pretty much as big as as tall and, and incredible as he does in his, in his current form. And right now, to you, to little Zebulon, he looks like a mountain, I'm sure. He looks like the biggest damn hero in the world. He's a grown, strong-ass man. <laughs> um, so Arhalan lifts you up uh, just as you start to see the uh, his great iron doors <laughs> opening. And the crowd begins to start cheering. You're lifted up just above them, so you can make out the uh, the parade of figures and sort of a two by two uh, line uh, moving out. This this honor parade for a luminary who is retiring at the front of the parade, or at the parade, waving out to everybody in his resplendent black armor, his sword at his side and sheath, his katana. You see Ozen Yoshikatsu, the Storm Eye, just as he is in modern times, same full helmet, same lightning bolt coming off of the one closed eye on his mask, on his kabuto. Ozen, it's the Storm Eye! Look, it's the Storm Eye! <laughs> I see him, I see him. <sighs> Arlon sighs, he's looking out. Uh, and you see, um, actually right next to Ozen, you do see, uh, uh, there's a, an old woman. Um, she looks human. She's not, you know. Uh, you see she has gray-striped black hair hanging just above the shoulders of her former red and yellow dress. Uh, uh sort of has a floral pattern, uh, running down it. It's, uh, sort of in the, in the design of Ankarin Sengar. You recognize this is, of course... Your grandmother, Sholei, she is at the foremost point of this honor parade, standing by the side of the Storm Eye. I think when her eyes kind of, like, scan the crowd, you feel Arhalan sort of duck you out of the way. Like, he doesn't want you to be seen here. Um, you weren't really supposed to come, but hey. Yeah, I, I don't know that Zebulon gets the uh, the minutia. You know, so maybe he's trying to, he's trying to wave, he's trying to wave. Harlan <laughs> yeah. just, just like, no, stop, stop. And he just, just barely as, as Sholei's eyes, uh, sort of zoom over your spot. You're pulled down behind the crowd. His little hand just pops yeah. down. <laughs> and she just, her eyes carry on, still waving pleasantly. Uh, then you're plopped back up above everybody. Arhalan is standing. I mean, he's tall enough that you can see over the, fo- the folks in front of him too. And you just hear him just like musing to himself, like, ah, Storm Eye himself. <laughs> what do you think of him, Zeb? Why, he's so strong. <laughs> he is. He he's is. He's one of the greatest. He is the greatest, I would say. One of the first, you know. Wow. Yes, yes. He's the one that, uh, he inspired me. 
Are you going to be as strong as the Thormai someday? <laughs> you know I am. Next week, I start with the shield bearers. I'll train with them. I'll get stronger. I'll gain renown. And one day, I'll be like him. Wow, my brother's going to be like the Stormai. <laughs> Do you know what they call him that, Zeb? The Stormai? Well, he's got the lightning bolt coming right out of his mask. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. But there's actually a little more to it than that. But what they say is, when everything's at its worst, when, when the storm is at its worst, well, that's when he appears. And when he appears, a calm rushes over everything. <laughs> he brings it. He brings the eye of the storm wherever he goes because he enforces peace and serenity. He makes people feel safe, even in the darkest of times. Now that is a luminary. Man, going to be you someday, big brother. You know it, Zeb. Your big brother will... Cal looks, down, or looks up at you. Your big brother will always be there to protect you. <laughs> He'll always be there to make the storm go away. We're sort of phasing out of this flashback. Phasing back to the current scene. To the battle in the square. Now, allow me to uh, recontextualize the scene for a moment, just to give you an idea of... of what you're seeing from your point of view, Zebulon. Now, the stadium-sized sapphire diamond rests sort of behind you. You are in the entranceway. You've just slain one of these electric elementals, one of these zappies that, that was trying to, to cause chaos, to kill people, to, to hold them off. And as you've taken this thing down in this sort of 15-foot wide by 15-foot tall uh, entranceway at the top of this, this long ramp... Um, the crowds that were kind of held off uh, are starting to now surge once again, but no, not orderly this time. I mean, they are piling up, stampeding up towards you. And you only have a moment, just a moment before your vision is overtaken, just like in that flashback by many, many, many crotches. He's a little taller now. So, Bill, and you're standing there in your, in your pile of shit that you took last time, mixed with the piss from your... Was it a natural one? I remember a natural one. Yeah, there was a nat one in there. No, there actually wasn't a natural one. It was, it was, it was a... I think, a, I think you're on an 11 on a, on a constitution save to see if you uh, the pain makes you... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Can I say we also had multiple nat 20s in that one? Yeah. You did. And that nat 20 <laughs> was amazing. I mean, you distinguished yourself you know it there's still a guy there woo, cheering as you're as you're kind of like you know you got you got caught on camera got on the tv you got caught on camera a crystal camera a diamond camera but now you stand here this this crowd is coming towards you fast and you see three things you see on the sort of eastern side of your vision uh there's some kind of commotion taking place um and unlike many spots of commotion sort of farther out and, and, and farther to the, to the fringes of your vision, uh, where these zappies are still striking, where, where shield bearers and guards are still trying to take them down, trying to clear the path, what you see here is, is a number of wagons carrying, like, items and wares and treasures and, and who knows what, uh, trying to force themselves through the crowd. You see... 
Well, you see, at the head of this, there's there's a very regal-looking man and woman. They do not want to take no for an answer. And the captain of the shield bearer, sword still out from where he has like a, maybe like smoking swords, where he just took out one, one or two of these creatures, is shouting at them, basically telling them, "You can't take this on. We need to make room for people. People." Um, jewels. What are these? Yeah. What does it look like? <clears throat> the king and queen of Cerule at the head of this uh, this sort of caravan. <sighs> My stupid father, Samuel. <laughs> I like to call him Sammy because he hates it. <laughs> He's got <laughs> to be the sweatiest dude you ever seen. <laughs> He's got that little little bald head going on there, but like with the ring of hair around it. <laughs> He's got mutton chops to boot. Doesn't look good. Biggest beer belly you've ever seen. He's a slob. He is a slob. But my mother... She's beautiful in that uh, that ice queen way. She's got eyes that just shoot icy daggers right through you. You can see her malice. It's all in her eyes. You can see that malice now. Just glaring daggers through Ariat. You can see the, the man is trying to reach out with bags of gold, trying to like shove them into Ariat's hands. He's throwing them down. Scattering across the, the cobbles and screaming at them. And that's all you see before this scene gets vanished in the in the crowd. And then you have what's happening to your sort of direct north, right in front of you at the edge of the plaza, as we touched on last time. Ozen Yoshikatsu. The storm eye. You have that moment where you just see him slice this this luminary to pieces. I think in your mind as you watch, as you watch this woman cut down, uh, a name sort of echoes at you from, from somewhere in your in your in your mind, in your history, some special you watched on the Crystal Network. Ulka Tipuri of Shankabumi. You see Demilich and the the sort of centurion uh, Gaius Argonius, uh, both kind of amp themselves up. They, I mean, they 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 see this. They see her go down. They look shocked, and they just go to turn to strike at Ozen, who turns his weapon and swings at them, and all you hear is this, like, thunderclap before the crowd takes your vision. And then there's your west turn side of your vision, and looking out at the plaza, and you see one last thing. You see something shining in brass, Hearing from the crowd on that side, you see your brother, eyes fixed on Ozen on the scene ahead, great sword unsheathed, charging towards the luminary he once admired, and the crowd takes you. I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw to okay, avoid being trampled. 16 plus 5, we got a 19. 19? Oh, that's not what that that's equals. <laughs> that's not, yeah, what? S- <laughs> okay. Hold on, stop. No, I'm saying it. Nope, nope. Yes. Penis, 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 Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Walmart, Amazon. <laughs> we never said we're kid-friendly. You can say penis all you want. It's I all don't think in. saying brands are going to like... <laughs> 
It works, it works on the news. <laughs> Quick, just start playing a song. Any song. <laughs> start singing a Beatles song and it's over. <clears throat> Don't. Don't you dare. Anyways. Anyways, with that, you do manage to sort of slide out of the way, weaving around these legs. They go to crush you. You, I think, move off to the side as this crowd is piling into the sapphire, which is rapidly beginning to fill with civilians. You see that uh, a number of shield bearers are rushing in with them, trying to enforce some kind of calm, but it is far too late for that. But Zebulon, you are still in the sapphire, and you can't see what's happening in the plaza. So my question for you is, what do you want to do? Um, <clears throat> Zebulon wants to move out of the sapphire to get to Arhan. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start you off. If you want to get through this crowd, I need you to make an acrobatics check to, I guess, move your normal distance. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! That's my brother! If you fail this badly, it's going to hurt. 13. 8 plus 5. Okay. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. You're not hurt. You're not moving too fast. You're just like weaving behind your legs and you can get like a, a slight kind of kick one way. Nothing to, to cause damage, but slowing you, slowed you down. Um, you're forcing your way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, working your way maybe halfway towards whatever's happening ahead. Where you can hear more <laughs> thunderclaps. Followed by a loud <laughs> scream. Yeah, I don't like that. Hey, Jules LaRoche. What's going on with you, buddy? Now, what happened last time? I can't quite remember. Um, no, no, no. Oh, that's right. You're fucked. A little or bit. at least jeans is fucked. <laughs> <A little> bit. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen here. On your turns, I'm going to be making death saving throws for jeans. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I roll. You'll need to make a uh, you'll need to make a medicine check to figure out what her situation is, but that's going to cost you a precious action. Jules, are you uh, you have healing magic? Are uh, you uh, are you a trained medic? Nope. Then <laughs> you might need to find someone who is. You know the shield bearers might have the uh, the necessary equipment to help her, but they are so far away and standing before you is one of your most hated adversaries. He's standing before you with a bloody spear. What do you do? I'm gonna I'm gonna call Ron stuff over real quick. Okay, round stuff slides up next to you, and she was already like you had already rallied them, so she's right there, daggers held out. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of lean down and just say, round stuff, go find someone who can help. I don't have any expertise in this, but we need somebody to save change. Somebody's gotta help. Uh, um, uh, uh. I'm gonna take care of this bastard. Okay, okay. Um, and without a word, she vanishes into the into the rushing Ooh. people around. And when she's gone, I'm gonna slowly kind of raise up. Stand up tall, stick my chest out. Ah, Kellig. Looks like my parents sent their third string gods again. <laughs> you tell me, how does it feel to go back empty handed every fucking time?
time. Not this time, Jules. Not this time. <laughs> yeah, right. I have you right where I want you, and you know it. You know it. You never have me right where you want me. Let me ask you something, Jules. Should I just... Should I just start killing the orphans around you here? Or are you just gonna step forward and fight me like a man, huh? No more running. No more hiding like a rat. It's you and I. I think you're the one who's the rat here. <sighs> Sucking off the teeth of my parents. That's it! And he moves into attack. But... While going by turn order, I am going to let you go first because this is sort of your actual turn. Okay. Yeah. But he's like... You got him mad. You have him very mad. Oh, I know. <laughs> Chester, give me a knife. Jules, she's bleeding. Just Kill him quick. And he throws the knife right at you. Right to you. All right. And I'm going to take... Is it pronounced rapier? Rapier? I have no idea. <laughs> That's... Yeah, rapier. Rapier? Okay. Rapier. Rapier. Perfect. <sighs> so, uh... I'm going to go up and uh, attack Justin here with that first. Okay, you go into strike and actually... Sorry to cut in here, but I'm going to put another zip if we got one. Uh, quick pause. I do. Um, sweet. So, uh, one thing that I think uh, I didn't bring up last time. There's a couple things I didn't bring up last time, but this one's a little important. Uh, we have two players, obviously, in this campaign. And we have different means to sort of address that uh, to make this a little more fair. I want to go all out on these guys. I don't want to have to hold back. They know me. I do not want to have to hold back. Um, so what I want to do to challenge myself and to add a little more strategy into the combat is we're going to use a hero point system. What I want to do is something where uh, you're, you're going to start off with three each. You'll earn them just like inspiration, Whoa. and they're going to have a cap. The cap right. probably will just be three. Maybe we'll talk about five. I haven't decided quite yet. Um, so here's how this works. One point works as inspiration. Use it, get advantage on a roll, right? Two points works as a disadvantage on me. So you can use two points to impose disadvantage on one of my attack rolls, on a saving throw I have to make to one of your spells, something like that. Um, gives you a little more variety in what you can do with these points. Now, three points you can use to roll an automatic nat 20 on a death saving throw, bringing you back to life with one HP. Okay. So it is a very good option to have, but you're going to need to really save, to save for them. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. So like, if you use a point to do something cool earlier on, but you don't have those three when you need them, it's going to suck. Um, but hey, that's the game. It's a strategy. That's what I want you guys to have to really suffer and think about. When to use these points. But you each get three. Remember that. Because Sweet. we might save your ass in what's coming up right now. Yeah, starting with three. That's huge. Yeah. I'm not complaining. Except if you failed your save earlier and got stampeded, you would just be lying, dying uh, in the, uh, Thank, in the thanks, doorway. Thanks for waiting till episode three to give those to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, here's we're, the trade-off. More than half dead already. Here's the trade-off. I 100% forgot that my creatures have death throws. Uh, so you should be dead because oh. I should have blasted you when you killed that one. But hey, 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 you know what? Here we are. Canonically, you killed them so cool 
you know, you crit, you did your, uh, you did your basically full um, shadow touched feet unload with your invisibility into an inflict wounds. Boom. Uh, I mean, that's a really cool way to kill them. I would, I honestly like to think that you just kind of fizzled out their death row with these attacks. Um, you know, canonically, we'll just go with that. It's All cool. Right. All right, we'll call we'll, it square. We'll roll with that this time. It was flashy. It was awesome. It's never going to happen again. I want to kill you. Speaking of I want to kill you, Jules, you are making an attack roll. All right, so it's a plus two to hit. All right. That is... 17 on the dice, so 17 is a hit. Thank you. Or actually, 19 is a hit. All right, and that's 1d8. That's a d12. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great d8 roll. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Your weapon breaks. That's for four damage. Okay. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to come in with the knife that I just got from Chester, and I'm going in for a second attack. All right. He's, uh, he's moaning so, in pain. That first one caught him. So I do get my two hit modifiers, just a standard D4 for damage. Yes. Correct. Okay. That is correct. That is an 11. An 11 does not hit. Of course it doesn't. I think you, like, you stab this guy, and he, uh, maybe get, like, right in the shoulder, he groans out, and... Uh, now Wary just sort of jumps back, slides a little bit, uh, just dodging right out of the way of your dagger thrust. And now it's his turn. So, here's what I'm going to do. I got a spear in one hand. Actually, in two hands. Uh, I want to use it. It's got some blood on the spear. Let's get a little more blood on the spear. What do you say, Jules? What do you say to A? Well, that's a six on the die. Yeah, no. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. That's a nine to hit. Nope. Okay, so he whoosh, misses. I don't have multi-attack. Um, that's pretty sad. Okay, so he goes to hit you. You manage to weave out of it, and we are whoosh, flying all the way. You know, about about two uh two fucking uh two blocks. I figured it out. That's the word. Two blocks down the road. Across for the uh, this 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 sort of plaza to the side of the sapphire, where Zebulon is weaving through the crowd. Zebulon, if you want to keep moving forward, I need another one of those acrobatics checks. Acrobatics check. Yeah, gotta get through these people. They're brutal. I mean, there's less of them now, but they are just rushing uh, towards you. Nope, didn't happen this time. That was a natural one. <sighs> okay. Zebulon, you are moving through this crowd, and at one point, uh, you're just like, you can hear, and then you hear a, a, another voice sort of rising over the din. It's Arhalon, you recognize it. It's your brother. He's been, he's been hit. And I think for a moment, you're stunned by this, and you get pushed down as someone's like running past you. Out of the way! Um... And as you kind of fall, as people start to move past you, you hear this. The first sort of horse and carriage of that caravan Get you out. saw uh, currently kind of hanging off the back of it. The the king and queen of Cerule is rushing towards you and they don't give a fuck that you're in their way. Unbelievable. I'm going to roll some damage. Unbelievable. You have three hero points. I'm going to roll some damage. 
But if I roll too high... All right, all right. I'll give you disadvantage with two of my hero points. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Disadvantage on the damage roll. Interesting. That's that's totally allowed. And uh, Well, because, I mean, I, like, there's people around. I figure somebody can save me, but if... This eight, if this damage is, I've got two HP. Yeah, if it's too much. If this much. damage is too high, and I just like die, die, die. I, th- I think at this point you just got to expend everything to just try and survive, so that we can have an adventure. Right. Wow. I just rolled two instances of the same damage. Great. One of them would have been <laughs> maximum damage. Ah. Which would have been 12 points of damage. Yeah, so I would have been at negative 10. You would have been... What's your HP? Is it 10? No, it's 8. You would have been dead. Yeah, so... But I rolled this advantage. Yeah. You take 5 points of damage as you you hear your brother, and you're just trying so hard to reach him. You're kicked, you fall, and then... You are run over in the middle of this plaza no one's even looking down no one's paying any attention people are rushing past and zebulon is bleeding out on the ground unconscious and dying but not dead oh my gosh oh my gosh not great no yeah this isn't great we'll come back to you for those uh death rolls thanks yeah oh holy shit i'm stressed out and uh you don't even see what's happening in the plaza. No one's going to see what's happening in the plaza because we got two POV characters and they don't know what's going on. And we're a little busy. All you can hear is We're, another... we're, we're going to wake up and this is going to be a dream, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's how this is going to work? I think as, uh, as your vision and all the sound is sort of fading away to silence Zebulon, the last thing you hear is another thunderclap followed by another wail. Arlon. From your brother's voice. Big brother. Jules! How you doing, buddy? No. Battling to the death of this guy. The Orth Cherry Delights are kind of surrounding you. They want to move in, but, like, they're not fighters, Jules. Chester may have a chance, but he's holding a a bleeding jeans in his arms. He doesn't even have his knife anymore. Yeah, you you have his dagger. Chester, Chester, get jeans out of here. You guys got to go now. Run, run. I got this. You run. Uh, Damn it. He picks her up over her shoulder. She kind of wails. Kind of starts to fall into unconsciousness. And these jeans. Shit. Run and find someone who can help. Find someone. The shield bears. We're going to the shield bears, Jules. All right, go, go. Go now. And they're, they're all running. You... And this guard are alone. So, do you around, Jules? What do you do now? You said he stepped back and dodged after I got the last hit, right? How far did he? Uh, how far did he move back? Flavor step. I don't want. I, I'm not. I'm not taking an AOO from you. <laughs> no, no. I'm thinking of more of disengaging. Oh, I mean, you can disengage, but you'd only be able to move one round, so he'd be able to catch right up to you. But like, right. hey, there's a, here's what I'll tell you right now. There is still a lot of panic around. If you want to move away from him and start running, there'll be checks for both of you to see if you can, to see if he's basically going to stay on you or if he's going to get like sort of swept away by the crowd. Now you have those hero points. I do. Um, but if you fail your check, it could get bad. Is, is he potentially dumb enough to where I could maybe make a deception check and mm. turn his gaze somewhere else while I book it? 
to give uh, to give him disadvantage. Here's the thing. I'll allow that as part of your disengage. Uh, so it's going to be part of your action. Okay. Yeah, I pass the check. Okay. And if it succeeds, yeah, yeah, I think this sounds fun. Um, play it out. Play it out. What do you do? Hey, uh, Justin, I think my parents want you over there. Yeah, roll. It's a three on the die with a plus seven, so it's a ten. Um, that was lame. <laughs> he's just just smiles like, really, Jules? You think it's gonna be that easy? I mean, I I, I did. You're pretty dumb. <laughs> he takes a hand off his spear and just like, put one finger out, kind of beckons you, like, come on, and I come gonna, on, you fucking street rat. And I'm just gonna go, whoop. <laughs> and I run. You begin to run. All right. Um, you just hear from behind you like, get back here. I'm going to wipe your fucking stain from the family line for good. Um, and he is just running after you. Now, I need you both. As you're moving through this crowd, you're taking your move action here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be either athletics or acrobatics, whatever you're best at, to get through the crowd. And he's going to roll it too. So what happens All here? Right. You have hero points. If you want advantage, you can use advantage. It's your call. Yep. I am going to use one hero point. Okay. All right. So give me your roll. So that's 14. We don't need to know that one. 14. (laughs) 14 will get you through. So you're weaving around, getting past people, just moving, moving swiftly through the crowd. I'm kind of, I'm trying to loosely keep track of the Cherry Delights. Okay. As I'm going, just so I can kind of meet up with them whenever whenever I can, at least so I'm in the general vicinity. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to roll to see if he catches up. He was within five feet of you before. If he rolls and succeeds, he's going to be right on you again. And then he has uh, to attack. But I'm going to also spend my other two hero points for disadvantage. You son of a bitch. That's the move right there. All right. Balls to the wall, buddy. That's the move. You're burning everything. No more hero points. No more spells. But, I mean... Victory's in sight. To be fair, you kind of forced me into this position here. Oh, no. You (laughs) rolled two natural ones, my man. Legends are spoken of of, of the terrible things that happen when a man rolls two natural ones. Oh, look at this guy over here. What a sad, sad... I only took one natural one, and here I am. Parathize. Dead dying. Lying around... Weeping into the cobble, still covered in shit. Did Chester make an athletic saving throw? <laughs> or sorry, acrobatics <laughs> check. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guard time. So here's what's gonna happen here. Roll this right here. Okay. So uh, he goes to screaming, runs. <laughs> out of my way he's using athletics throwing people to the side uh, moving towards you and I think um, this is how I want to resolve this hero point because I think this sounds awesome uh, you're, you look back and you see he's like pushing his way through he's gaining on you and then as like people behind him part you see for a moment a small figure with green skin Two beater sticks at his sides. Oh, comes no way. Right behind him. No and fucking way. Boom, boom, right into the back of his leg. He ah, sort, of, sort of trips up, kind of like half falls. You see he gets buried. Do, 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 as people start pushing past him. Ah, 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 ah. 
Miskin saves the day. <laughs> He's getting pulled oh. away by the cop. Miskin weaves around, runs, catches up to you, just like, good work, Jules. <laughs> I'm still 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice job, brother. I know I can always trust you. Thank you. He just nods, doesn't even smile, slides his beater sticks away, and is like, let's go! And just starts darting in through the crowd. And you guys are moving Zebulon! I want to see a death roll from you. Right. Hey, actually, you know what? This time you're not a party yet. It can be in the open. It can be in the open. Yeah, I'm going to roll in the open. That's a pass. Okay. All right, Zebulon, you're hanging on. The last thing you heard was the scream of your brother. You're not going down yet. Not yet. If only you had three hero points. Uh, well, if I didn't use my two hero points, then I would have been permanently dead. <laughs> this guy, I swear. So. <laughs> uh, that's your round for now. Jules, you are pushing towards the plaza. It is so close, looming above you now. One round away, one block, and you're here. Oh, by the way, my hood's back on. Oh, yeah, nice, yeah. <laughs> Object direction, <laughs> slide over your face, um, blend right back in. I think, I think it's just kind of a natural thing at this point. Okay. Let's see. So, you're getting within range. You're going to need to move another round to get closer. Uh, I need you to make... For one thing, I need to do a perception check to see if you catch the cherry delights. Okay. See where they're at. It's a nine. Okay. With a nine, that's a nine total. Yes. No okay. modifier. Um. So you can't make out any of your of your crew at all. Not with a nine. Um. You have to assume they're just they're just making it. They're just moving ahead. I trust them. Okay. Now I need to make that acrobatics check to get through the crowd. Acrobatics. This guy can still catch up. Oh, my God. That is a 21. Wow. Uh, Okay, so you just, boom, you're gaining speed. That was 19, right, not 16? Yeah, it was a 1-9. It was a 1-9, okay. Okay, yeah, you're gaining speed. Uh, Miskin's right on you, and you guys are just swiftly pushing past people, getting through, and, whoa, you erupt from the crowd into the open expanse of the plaza. You know the entrance to the sapphires on the other side of this thing. And you still don't see the cherry delights. But the shield bearers are here now. You're within their range. You should be safe. You should be safe. I'm not going in there without my cherry delights. Okay. So you're kind of staying at the edge of the plaza? Yeah, I'm going to kind of actually turn around. Oh. And just not, not, not run into the crowd just yet, but just kind of frantically pace around. Where right. are you guys? Where you are, are you guys? You come turn on, around. Come on, come on. You turned around, and we're going to touch on that in a moment because that will give you oh, a little God. something, something. First, I want to see Zebulon roll another death save. All right, here we go. That's a fail. Holy shit. One failure, one success. So, oh my gosh, this is really scary because if you roll one next round, but there is good news. As. As you're lying there, bleeding on the ground, you do feel someone lift you up. You can't, you're not conscious enough to see, to hear, but you feel hands, strong hands, grabbing you, raising you. You feel yourself 
moving swiftly. And we're going to see what happened to that last save next round. <sighs> it's a one. Five percent chance. Yep. Permanent death. We lose a character before we even start the campaign. For real. Well, I'm stressed. Yeah. I'm stressed. Tell me about it. Um holy hell. You haven't even met Jules yet. I'm very stressed <laughs> <know>. over here. <laughs> You're like about to meet. Our stars have not crossed yet. Holy <laughs> shit, Jules. You cannot die. Jules, uh, it's my turn. And I need you to roll a perception check. That's a 19. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. As I was gonna say, your passive. Actually, your passive is pretty low, so you would have failed with your passive. But with a 19, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you do hear something as you turn around to look back in the crowd. You're kind of, your eyes are flickering here and there. And then you see uh, just kind of maybe 30 feet away from you where there's kind of an opening between two towers. You see a small figure appear for a second. You see round stuff. And she screams out as, like, another gloved hand grabs her and pulls her into the alley. Oh, my God. (laughs) We can't catch a break today, huh? You can't. No. No. It's chaos. It is chaos. Never mind the the rogue samurai on the loose and the lightning. Yeah. I got to run to that. Okay. We can't even fight off house guards and, and... Horse-drawn carriages. I just want to get out. That's all I want to do. <laughs> is just get out. Oh. Yeah, I, I I saw that. I have to, I have to go. Okay. Yeah. So you just yeah. move, and you're moving with the, moving with the crowd now. So I'll say you can you make it. You slide them out the alley, and then you just kind of see like round stuff, sort of spiraling, falling into like the the, the ground, into like a spot of like wet mud, uh, where the cobbles have kind of sunk in. Just sort of the splash as another guard, this one lightly armored, just like hand raised where he just like struck her just says well you expect me to help you low folk, you stay out of there you stay out of the plaza, we got good people loading up hey, to my parents you're all low people too Uh, you know that this guy whirls around as he hears you just, your parents you know damn well they don't give a shit about anybody but themselves. You making a you making a persuasion rule here? I could. I'm interested. I'm interested. All let's, right, let's let me go. see it. Let's call this your bonus action. It's not gonna work. It's an eight. He smiles. You see, at some point, this man at least has no weapon in hand. Um, maybe he lost it during the chaos. You're not really sure. I mean, he's hiding off in an alley. Uh. But he just kind of cracks knuckles like, Well, well, well. Jules the Roach. <laughs> They're going to promote me when I take you in. And he starts to move in your direction. And I'm going to ready my dagger and my rapier. Say, so you really want to do this? Holy shit. Um, you still have an action. So you get to make the first move here and then he's going to go. All right. Your funeral. He's smiling. He sees a big reward in the future for taking you down. And I'm gonna hit him. He says lighter armor. He's he's wearing leather armor. He's not like one of your okay. parents' main guard. That's a 14 to hit. That just hits. Oh yeah. This guy's more like a glorified thug than anything. Get him, Jules. It's a five damage. Five damage. Okay, so ah, ah, you'd stab him. He gets him right in like the the sort of the the, the side 
um, holding a, a hand to a bleeding wound in his leather armor. And I'm going to come in with the dagger. Oh, shit. Here we go. Got the dagger. Oh, wait, no. That would be your bonus action. Did I already take it? Oh, I did. Um, with the persuade. Did I, did I, do? Oh, I mean, persuade. persuade. I called it a bonus action. Really talking is kind of a free action. Okay, well, it doesn't matter anyway because I rolled a five. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, you, stab, you get one good stab on him. He's uh, he's hurt. Sebulon. Sebulon. All right. I'm going to make another one. Okay. I've got one hero point left, but I'm not going to use it for this save. I'm going to use it for my next one. Okay. For the drama. That's that's a lot of drama. <laughs> Are you sure? <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Here we go. That's a fail. But it's not a one? It's not a one, but it's a Ooh. fail. <gasps> one more failure. But... And Zebulon is permanently dead. I get to make a roll now. Oh. My anonymous benefactor. You oh. feel yourself being moved passed from hand to hand you feel something soft underneath you suddenly and you feel that is also moving you feel hands touching on you running across your body running over your your wounds pressing down broken bones you hear like maybe far off like hearing voices through water I'm going to make a medicine check on you roll high David roll high I'm putting this in the open so ready Oh my god. All you feel is pain. All you feel is pain. They're not doing... There's there's panic, shaking hands. It's a bad roll. It's a bad bad roll. roll. Whoever's doing this is not trained. (sighs) Maybe someone better will come next round, but... Do you have a round, Zebulon? Do you have a round? I am... I'm freaking out. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm freaking out too. shit. But I kept that hero point. Okay, okay. Whew. Jules, we're back to you. You got one last sort of guy in your way, round stuff on the ground behind him. And actually, that was my turn. So, in this sort of freeform uh, semi-combat we're doing, any of my guys is going to go on the third of the round. Um, so, at this point, round stuff sort mm-hmm. of pulls herself up out of the mud, reels around this guy. She's still got a knife, and she's going to slide up behind him, and she's going to go for an attack. Go round stuff. She does not connect. So, slides. Uh, I think maybe, maybe he just, like, hears a, uh, a wet footsteps as she runs towards him. He sort of slides out of the way, grabs her, and pushes her to the side. Um, and she kind of connects against the wall, metal hitting stone, as the dagger sort of ricochets off the, uh, the stone behind her. And now, it's your turn, Jules. All right, I'm going to come at him again. Okay. Okay. Oh, She's behind him. Um, I won't, So this is a house rule we have, and it's one I really like. Uh, we don't do advantage from flanking, but we do do a plus two from flanking. Perfect. So that means I just hit 16. You hit. I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you, round stuff. Yeah. Right place, right time. It's a three on the damage. Three on the damage. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, coming in with the dagger. Holy shit, the dagger. Holy shit. Get that plus two. Oh, I do. This one actually, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. That is a 21. Nice. You definitely hit this might. This might kill him. Straight 1d4, maybe. We'll see. Holy hell. 
one. Shucks. What? That won't do it. Shucks. Oh, no. He's, yeah, he's stabbed him. But... He's, he's, like, he's like barely standing, shaking. He's slouching over, holding on to a bunch of wounds. Yeah, and not screaming yet. and flailing behind him. He's... <sighs> you lot will never win. It's best you come and join us. Have, you, have your freedom. Have your freedom. Be free from my parents' tyranny. It's a lot of fun. Fuck you, Jules. And fuck you, too. <laughs> he goes to attack. Bring it on. Oh, wait. Before that, though. We have to resolve Zebulon. All right. I kept that third hero point. Okay. You I'm gonna, did. I'm going to use it now. You did. So I've got two chances to not fail. I am so stressed out. But even if I pass, even if I succeed, then I still have another roll. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to do it. Here we go. You know what? Okay. I've got two d20s. I'm going to roll them both at once. Oh, God. Don't do that. I'm going to pee. Okay. Fine. I'll roll one. No, do it. Do them both at once. Okay. I'm going to roll them both it's at funny the same time. <laughs> do it. Do it. Don't look. I don't want to look. Pass. Nice. Pass. You pass. Zebulon still lives. Both die passed, so it was kind of a waste of a hero point, but that's all right. Here's the luck yeah. you have now. Your benefactor gains a help assist on somebody else this round. I get to roll twice to stabilize you. Okay, great. In the open, give me one of those d20s. Thank you, sir. I cannot see the dice tower. You got to tell me. Oh, you got a 15 in there. That's hey. what I needed. Sweet. Okay. Zeb, you feel the pain lessen. You feel something like, like, like binding your wounds. You feel maybe you smell some strong scent of like a medicinal herb. And then even that sensation fades into void and nothing. And you are out of this combat. Did somebody just euthanize me? <laughs> that sounded pretty dark, huh? Uh, could you imagine? We just get back to it. It's like, and Zebulon's dead. And it's just like, what? The yeah, whole, I kind of could whole, imagine you doing something like that. The whole campaign is just, yeah. who murdered Zebulon? Yeah, who murdered Zebulon Brass? Who did it? What monster? Surprise, Jules is now Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Surprise, Jules is the murderer. Um, All right, well, I better go crack another <laughs> beer or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so this is how we meet. Okay. <laughs> Jules! But back to you. This guy tries one last time to attack. Oh, actually, I'm attacking you. I'm All going right. for it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Another? I rolled so many sixes on so many die. So he goes to strike at you with his... With his uh, actually, he's just trying to punch you. He just goes to like... Swing and a miss. Swing, Literal swing and a literal miss. And I, I actually say that to him. Ah, swing and a miss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. And uh, that's you. I'm going to give you one more chance here. One more. It's up to you. He's practically dead. He swings. He's like, he's barely, like, I think everything's swimming in front of him. I think he's, he's like a drunk man punching. Completely misses you. You probably have to do the barest sort of movement to get out of the way of his attack. And he's just like looking at you through these, these blurred eyes. And just, fuck. Fuck you, Drew. Fuck you. And he just pushes past you and runs. Um, if you want an AOL, you can take one. You see a bear open back. Your call. No. No. Uh, the second that I know, notice that he's running and booking it, I'm going for round stuff. Okay. You're letting him go. Uh, roll me a perception check real quick. Eight. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> you turn around and go back. You, 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 round stuff is... 
I'm, I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm alright, I'm alright. Come on, we, we gotta get everybody together. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Saw, I saw Chester and then they ran in. They got inside the plaza. They're uh, in? Yeah, I was talking. I went to the guy, asked for help, and he, he attacked me, but I saw them run past. Alright, I, I got you, I got you. Let's go. Okay. And I'm gonna... She's tiny. Okay, I'm gonna pick her up. Yeah, you can pick her up yeah. easily. You can right, easily cool. pick her up, and she's, she's, she's very, very, very small. Little, you, you knew where I was going with little that. Little tiny tiefling wearing a... A uh, rabbit onesie. Very right. dirty yep. looking rabbit I'm gonna onesie. I'm going to pick her up, throw her over my shoulder, and we're booking it. Okay, and you slide out of the alley, and you run to the plaza to safety. Congratulations on being safe. No more stress poops. <laughs> Jewel, as you, as you get into the plaza now, the shield bearers are, like, pushing away. Like, like there's, still, there's still some guard here that are trying to force people out. And shield bearer, uh, you know, the, the, the blue and white tabards are overtaken by the brass armor of the shield bearers. We're just throwing these guys down, pushing them away. Just, what are you doing? All lives are equal. Um, and these people are just rushing in, rushing in. Um, you manage to round the edge of the gemstone. You manage to work your way to the ramp leading into the... Sapphire conquered Jewel. And the last thing we see is Jules LaRoche vanishing inside. And we're going to end our little episode on one final scene. We're going to end on Zebulon. Somewhere in the darkness you feel a light. You feel a warmth wash over you. It's magic. And your eyes snap open. You're lying in looks like sort of a makeshift bed. Um, essentially just a bedroll lying out on the middle of the sort of open uh, sort of storage platform area of the Conqueror Jewel. You're just surrounded. You owe your eyes open to just like gleaming sapphire ceilings. There's a, uh, a robed woman above you holding like hands just still sort of sparkling with magical energy, still radiating. And without even a word, she just like pulls her hands away and turns and moves to help someone else. What do you do? Well, Zebulon, if he's able, sits up and looks around, scanning the inside of the gem, the jewel, looking for his brother, Arhalon. You get up, you scan the area around you, and... In the immediate vicinity, you don't see Arhalon, but that's not surprising. Even here, especially here in the sort of medical um, area of the Sapphire, as, as they're trying to, like, bring people in, it's so crowded. There are people all around you, loved ones of hurt people standing everywhere. Can he see any shield bearers? Wow. Sorry, I just rolled something that is sure to make Jeremy... Uh, shit himself when I show it to him later. I'm already shitting myself. You see shield bearers uh, here and there dotting around. There's there's definitely some kind of standing around, um, you know, kind of far in the distance on the raised platforms somewhere, you know, a number on like the highest points of the bleachers watching out. But you do see some close by as well. But I think something else takes your attention before you really focus on them. Because you see lying next to you, still unconscious, now being handled by this cleric is a young woman a young girl in overalls of some strange blue fabric stained with blood 
And as the healing magic washes over her, her eyes open. And your ears are met with the raucous cheering of a number of wacky-looking child figures all around her. And one very scruffy-looking man with a very scrappy pompadour. And we'll call it there. So, so, Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, here's what I was talking about here. These are the death saving throws that I was making. Um, there's a number of rounds there, and I decided I, did, I had to make a number basically based on, you know, there was a distance they had to carry her uh, that would have been not counted in rounds. So, essentially, okay. it was going to be a coin flip. I rolled an 8, a 4, a 17, a 10, a 15. Holy wow. shit. She had two fails. Ugh. And then and she rallied. Passes. Yeah, I, I'll show you. Look. For the listener, here's the here's the uh, here's the proof. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, yeah. My, my chair read the lights. They're uh, <laughs> they strong. And now our luminaries are together. That's the end of the first arc, essentially. Right where there, is baby. Arhalon? Where's Arhalon? We'll find out next time on Fantasy Pants. On Fantasy Pants.